Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Social Workers Ride. Today, I am not going to talk about coronavirus because I have been up to my eyeballs in coronavirus since it started, and I am shifting my focus in an attempt to just alleviate my anxiety, and I feel like I have gotten into more of a routine around the new workflow, the new childcare situation, all of that. I have stocked up on my groceries, so I'm able to stay home and just just focus on on work essentially. So, which is a whole nother thing cuz if I'm focusing on work only, I'm not really doing a lot of self-care, but it's hard to do self-care when all my self-care things are outside and it's raining. But whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Just know I'm doing good, you guys. I'm doing good. I'm in a good place right now. I'm very happy. I feel very productive. So we're going to go with that. And it got me, you know, all of this, I've had a lot of time to think. And I really wanted to talk with you guys about my story and what inspired me to to change and essentially like what inspired me to pursue my dream. So going through my bachelor's program and my master's program in social work, I always had a really big passion for macro work. It was so intriguing to me. I always dreamt of serving large amount of people and just giving back so much value, you know, more than one at a time. Um, through my own organization or nonprofit or business or or whatever it looked like, I didn't even know like what what I wanted to do. I just knew that I had this dream, and that was essentially I felt called to do it. It's really what lit me up, what got me excited and passionate. And you can probably hear it in my voice right now that I'm just very full of energy, just even thinking about it and talking about it. And you know, through my career. In the past eight, 10 years, I did some policy work, some grant writing and advocacy, but nothing really stuck or turned into a long term career opportunity. So, for the past eight years or so, I have been working in direct clinical practice and I do love it. I, I love working with, with older adults and I do love the medical field setting. Um, but through that time, you know, this passion inside me has always been there. Like it, it just didn't stop. So when 
When I decided to start this podcast, it was a very big leap for me. And it took a lot of courage for me to do it. Um, So I just wanted to backtrack a little bit as to the past year and how I got here. I was doing clinical work for a hospice company and the hospice company was really great and they were so supportive and just, you know, everything, everything that was good, but it was a lot of work and very stressful and very emotionally taxing. And, and also, you know, to be honest, it didn't, what I was making didn't pay the bills, didn't pay all the bills as far as the mortgage and, um, and the cars and everything. And so I felt I was making it, you know, I was, I was doing okay. I was making it, but I definitely didn't feel like I was thriving. And I began to find myself in a rut. And I began to get burnt out. I didn't give all of my efforts at work. I was often bitter and short to to become angry. I was short with my family. Um, I was very forgetful of just little things that, you know, overall turned into be big things. Um, things with with work and, you know, oh, did you submit this note or this letter? Like, oh no, shoot, I forgot that. And so I wasn't being very effective. And on top of that, I was just always exhausted all day, all day. And then when I got home, I was exhausted and like, you know, the family wants to hang out and have fun. And I'm just like, look, guys, I'm just, I'm just too tired. And my husband started to notice and, you know, started to be concerned. Like we haven't really spent quality time and you're always in a bad mood. Like what's going on? And I'm just like, well, you know, it's, and I would have a story like, it's the notes, it's the documentation, it's this patient, it's this family, it's this, it's the money, it's the lack of money. And there was always this thing that I would blame. And, you know, even on the weekends, I'd be so, so tired and I just wouldn't have energy or, or the motivation drive to, to hang out with the family because I felt like I needed to rest. So at this point in my life, which was oh, maybe about a year ago, uh, basically, if you Googled my name next to it under related searches, it'd be burnt out AF. Okay. So I was thinking, okay, let me just get my LCSW license and then I'll be happy and I will feel like I'm enough and I am smart enough and I can, you know, make these changes. And once I get my license, that's going to be like, I'm going to be official. I'm going to be like, so great and spectacular. And it's going to make me feel like, like I'm enough to do whatever it is that I need to do. And it's going to be awesome and change the world. Okay, well, that didn't happen. (laughs) And I found that I was just constantly striving for the next thing, the next goal. And if I just kept striving that eventually I would get there and I would be happy. And, you know, it started with my master's like, okay, let me strive for my master's degree. And okay, let me strive to get this awesome job. Okay, let me strive for my license. 
And then once I got my license, I was like, okay, well, now what? And it was very like anticlimactic for me when I did get my license and I wasn't really expecting that, that I almost felt kind of disappointed. Like, okay, is this, is this it? I don't feel any smarter. I don't feel any different. I don't feel any more qualified. You know, nothing really changed. Except I started asking myself, now what? Now what do I do? Where do I go? I know I'm burnt out, but what am I going to do about it? What changes need to be made? And what are my goals that I want to accomplish? I just felt like I was working myself into exhaustion and like for what? There was no purpose. There was no goal. I just, I didn't know what I was doing anymore. And so I said, okay, you know, something has got to change. And first, I'm like, okay, the easiest identifiable factor is my finances. So I made up my mind, I'm like, okay, we got to fix these finances. Now that I have my license, I need to get a better paying job and or advocate for myself to have more money. So I asked my boss for a raise and when she couldn't provide me a raise, I let her know. I said, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be looking for other employment. And that was really scary for me to say that because honestly, I liked my boss and I liked the company and I, I felt very connected to them. And I was shocked by what she essentially said. And she said, okay. I'm actually surprised that you stayed this long. I thought you would have moved on by now. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And you know what it was? It's because she saw something in me that I didn't see, that I didn't really recognize was there, was that I didn't have to stay there and and continue to strive for these, these, these goals that like these things, these letters behind my names doesn't really validate me anymore. I already had everything inside of me that I needed to, to accomplish my dream. I I already had all the skills, all the education. I have the passion. I have the drive and the resiliency. And, you know, she could have told me all of these things. She could have told me that I have I have everything that I need to accomplish my goals, but it wouldn't have made a difference because I needed to realize it within myself and I needed to really believe it in myself. And I realized that I was allowing myself and inadvertently others to tell me what was possible. And it took some really deep diving and a lot of introspection to realize this, I just felt like I didn't have enough knowledge or I didn't have enough money to start anything or to make a difference. And I didn't have the time. I mean, heck, I was barely having time to make dinner and get to the gym. And I certainly didn't have the time to, you know, 
to strive to start a business. And so what I realized now (laughs) after I got another clinical job, which ironically, like, I don't, I think I could have gotten the job. I don't know. I guess I didn't need the license technically for my job, but it's still in the same work. And I didn't take that opportunity to start my business at that time. And it wasn't until I got into another job that I was able to really reflect on everything that has happened in this past year. And I had all of these stories that I told myself that I was listening to other people and I didn't understand that I already had everything that I needed to accomplish my goals. It's just you I had to decide that I was actually going to do it. I felt like for the longest time I I told myself, "Oh, I'm an introvert, like I don't do those things." Or there's no other social workers who are doing this that I know. So so social workers just kind of don't do that. Or um, what were some other stories? I would get the impression from other people when I would tell them my dreams and my goals and my aspirations to do this macro work and make large scale change. And I would just get the impression that they'd be like, okay, yeah, that's great. But, you know, you need to just kind of simmer down and just stay in your lane and just do the clinical work and just, you know, go to work, clock in, go home. And that's what you need to do. Do some good documentation and and that's it. That's all there is to being a social worker, which I, de- I definitely don't agree. And I really want more. And I want to talk to those people who want more, who aren't satisfied with just going to work, working in a dysfunctional system and saying, well, that's the system. I'm just going to go home now. I'm not satisfied with that. And I never have been. And that's not why I got into social work to begin with. I got into social work because I saw that there's changes that need to be made and there's people that need to be helped. And maybe I can do something to help. And I want to talk to you if you also feel like that. And the systems that we have set up, they don't work for everybody. Like we all know that. We all know that the systems don't work for everybody. And just like there's not one therapy technique that is going to work for everybody, we have all sorts of therapy techniques, all sorts of tools that we can use. For people who might have the exact same problem, but will respond differently. And it's the same thing with with our culture. We have these resources that are designed in a certain way to fit all these people who have different needs. And there's so many gaps that I truly believe that social workers know how to fill those gaps. They know how to do it. And I'm wondering if we've just been told so long to just stay in our lane, don't ask for more money, because then you're going to come off as greedy or selfish or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. But I'm just really tired of that. Nobody's saying it, but I feel like sometimes they're saying just, 
just simmer down and don't make a ruckus. And I don't like that because I feel that we are the change makers and we really can make an impact for not only for ourselves, but for the people that we serve. So, you know, I was just, I was just so tired of, of having to feel like I just keep my head down, don't stand out. Like if I just get my license and that's it and I'll have some sort of authority, but I didn't need my license to start a podcast. I didn't need my license to be able to share my stories or my knowledge with other people. So, you know, it wasn't until I had learned like three things within myself to get me to this place to have the courage to start my business and start the podcast. The podcast is just the first step in my business plan and a greater vision. So first, and these things are true for me, and I know that they are true for you too. I fully 100% believe that these things are true for you too. Okay. You and I, we each have a unique blend of experiences that we can draw from, even if they seem bad in the moment, that it makes us perfect for our dream. They give us these lessons that we wouldn't have known otherwise and that other people may not know either. So my clinical work has really helped me understand how individual people cope and the struggles that they face. And with this, it allows me to connect emotionally with groups of people that I would not have been able to do so before. So my clinical work has actually helped me in working with these groups. But with that, I recognize that there's things that I still need to learn as far as working with groups that I can learn from other people. So that's one of my experiences that I'm learning to draw on to really be able to to take to my business to help more people. Number two is only you have your dream. And I know it sounds like, okay, Dad Catherine, that's not very like (laughs) introspective and deep, but hear me out. Okay. So you know what your dream is and you know what your vision is. So it's okay if other people don't see that, or maybe they don't understand that, or they think it won't work, or maybe they're just being haters. Whatever it is, it's not their dream. So they don't really need to know how or if it'll work. So there's a lot of people who may not be supportive of you, who may just say, you know, why don't you just stay in your lane? go to work and not rustle any feathers, you know, don't be taking any kind of risks on, on your dream. It's not going to work. Just, just stay safe. Okay. But every single thing that we have right now was once someone's dream. I mean, look at like everything, the computer, look at Tesla, look at Apple. I mean, gosh, the smartphones, like all of these things were crazy before they actually existed. There was probably so many people that that was like, there is absolutely no way you're going to get a computer into someone's hand. That was like crazy. Even just, tw- what, 
where are we, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I mean, it was unfathomable until it, until it happened. And now all of us, all of us have little computers in our hands and our, smart, and our smartphones. So don't let anyone tell you that your dream is dumb or it's not going to work. You know in your mind and in your heart that this is what you're going to do, even if you don't know necessarily how to do it yet. Okay. And the third thing is there is likely a story that you're telling yourself that's holding you back from starting. You know, for so long, I didn't feel that I was like, quote, qualified enough until I had, you know, so much education or so much experience or my clinical license or so much money. And you know what? What I'm doing right now, the start of my business and my podcast, I don't need my license to do that. I have all the experience that I need. I have all the education that I need. And it was just the stories that I was telling myself that once I get to a certain point or once I learn a certain thing, once I feel confident and ready, then that's when I'm going to do it. Okay, that's not how like anything, <laughs> anything really works. If you're going to do something new, it's going to expand your comfort zone. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to force you to grow. So when I started the podcast, even now, I'm, I still get a little bit nervous. Like, what am I going to say? Are people going to like it? Are people going to respond? Is it going to be helpful? Am I going to piss anybody off? Like, am I doing it right? All of these things, all of these things that only, you're only going to master it once you actually do it. You can't, you know, children don't learn to ride a bike when they feel confident enough that they can ride a bike, you have to hop on, get on, try it, see what works, see what doesn't work, tweak it, make adjustments, and eventually you learn to ride a bike. That's what it's like doing anything new, business included. So given those three points, what do you do now? So first, you're going to need to recognize these three areas and and do some introspection. Think about it. What are the stories that you're telling yourself and what can you do about it? So, okay, there's a lot of things that might be stacked against you. What can you do about it? Or do they even matter? So make a decision right now to do something, anything that will get you in the direction that you want to go. So, for example, if you wanted to start a nonprofit or start a business, a for-profit, whatever it is, something that you can do is Google how to start a nonprofit, Google how to start a business, and that might give you a good starting point. Another thing you could do is go on social media and see who is doing the work that you admire, that you really want to do. How are they doing it? What are they doing? Where are they at? What population are they serving? Message them. See if you can talk to them for a little bit. A lot of times people are so open and willing to share their knowledge and to help other people. The tide rises all boats, meaning 
if we help other people doing the same thing that we're doing, we are all going to rise together. Okay. So, and if you have questions or if you have feedback for me, hey, I consider you part of my social worker family. We can learn from each other. You know, so what, and what is your passion? What is it that you are good at? And what can you teach other social workers so that they don't also need to learn the hard way? I will actually want to hear from you guys. So if you can just shoot me a little DM on Instagram, I want to hear from you. What are you thinking? What's going on in your head? Is this resonating with you or am I complete BSing you right now? Okay. Believe me, you won't be hurting my feelings. I've heard it all. (laughs) So we are not done yet, my friends. We are not done yet. I am announcing right here, right now. I'm launching my first ever workshop. This one is specifically for medical social workers who want to increase their confidence in helping patients documenting the end of life wishes. So essentially pulse conversations. I know that there is a lot of advanced care planning going on in the world today, especially given COVID-19 and all of these things and health companies, you know, they're, they're recognizing the importance of documenting people's wishes and having these conversations before there's a crisis happening. So it can be very awkward and stressful and anxiety producing, just like, like bringing up this conversation and how do I even start it? What do I do? What do I say? Tune in. It's going to be next Friday. So Friday, the April, what is that? April 17 from 1230 to one. It's going to be super fast, super quick. I have a full-time job, so I'm not trying to spend all day doing this. And I really just want to make it impactful for you guys so um, so you can find some real value and not have to spend a lot of time. And it's free. This one is free so because it's my first one. And <laughs> you can come see me if I mess up or if I do spectacular. Either way, it's going to be a great time. I'm going to learn and I'm going to do my best to show up for you guys. So I'm here to serve you. Um, And here are two really fast ways that you can help me help you and help other social workers. One is follow me on Instagram at social workers rights. And you can even shoot me a little DM or message if you want. Um, I would love to know what your passion is, what lights you up, what gets you excited. And also, if you are listening to this, well, you are listening to this on a podcast app that... (laughs) Just rate it five stars for me and leave a review because this helps other social workers find the podcast and be able to join our family. The more the merrier, okay? Thank you so much for listening to me today and spending some time with me. I appreciate you and don't miss our next upcoming workshop or not workshop, uh, podcast. It's going to be released on Monday. Super excited. We're talking about things that you didn't learn in grad school about suicide intervention. So it's going to be super powerful. I look forward to talking to you then. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved us, please give us five stars and write us a little review wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. You can also stay connected through our Instagram at Social Workers Rise. If you want to be a guest on the show, go ahead and send me a message and we'll talk more. I'll see you next time.